Welcome to E-Life. This is Faith Talks. I'm Devin McCaskill. I'm Pastor Kelsey. Woo! Let's get this day started. Let's you get know? into it. Guys, today we are talking about serving. More practically, we are talking about uh, elements of what it means to be a Christ-like servant. So we're kind of jumping off from some things we talked about last week, but we're kind of taking it to the next level, talking about some specific aspects of serving and kind of what that means within our generation. But before we do... Devin, can we hook the people up with some service reminders? Can we remind them what we got some service changes this week and next week, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this week, there's no meeting on Thursday. Right, so tomorrow, no service. Wednesday, we're going to have service. Which is today. 7 p.m. Next week, no, Friday, 7 p.m. Exactly. So no Thursday this week. So nothing tomorrow. No Thursday next week, but both weeks we're still meeting, right? So this week, it's tonight, Wednesday. Next week is Friday. Right. And can you want let the people know what we're doing? We're not just like moving the schedule. We're serving. Around. Well, what are we doing this Wednesday? I don't know. It's the combined service combined, with a guest. Combined service special speaker, Mr. Dunphy. Mr. Dunphy? Yeah, I know his first name, but I can't think of it right now. But he is our special guest speaker. Um, I'm excited about that. And then next week is Serve in the movie night. The movie. You're saying I I know it. They should know. They should know. Honestly, I hope you know. But if you forgot, right, or if you maybe missed service this past week, Friday is the outdoor movie night serve opportunity. It's dope because we get to serve under, right, alongside Denitra Mosley, who is our outreach director here at the church, but she's also just part of our Eli family, so we get to help her out, but we also just get to help serve our community and different people within our church as well. And a recent graduate. Congrats. And a recent grad. Let's go with the edumacation. Yeah. That's right. It's funny. Like, uh, I, I, I even recently took a survey about, like, going back to school, and it just sounds so terrible for me because I'm like, it's just so much work. But big ups to Denitra. She, uh, she had already graduated. She was already pursuing a degree right at like just a traditional four-year college and then heard from the lord that he wanted her to do this so she's finishing that up we're super proud of you um all right let's jump in you ready I'm ready. All right. So for anybody who uh, you weren't in service this past week or you were in service, but you just have like terrible memory, just need a little bit of a little bit of a jump start. Um, basically, what we did last week was we said when we serve or when we think about ourselves as serving the wrong way to think about it. Right. The way that we tend to think about it is we compare ourselves to each other. In other words, I shared the story of like, hey, when I was in college, I was doing so much. I was really involved, but my heart was in the wrong place because when I would think about serving, I would think, well, I'm doing more than this person or I'm doing more than that person. Therefore, that makes me a good servant, right? Because I was using other people as the standard. And I think a lot of times, right, when we hear a message about serving, maybe there's a part of our hearts that like, doesn't really want to be challenged and I think like in a lot of sermons right if we think about forgiveness if we think about growing I think sometimes we come into church and we're ready to be challenged but I think a lot of times um there's a part of us that wants to hear that we're doing okay that we're doing it right and that we don't need to change because change is hard and so one of the ways that I would excuse myself from trying to grow would just to be basically be to compare myself to other people um and so for us when we think about serving what I'm saying is that's the wrong way to look at it that it's not, well, I serve, therefore, when it comes to serving, I don't need to grow just because I, I do this team or blah, 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 blah. Like, no. In reality, it's great that you do that, 
But at the end of the day, we compare ourselves to Jesus because he is the ultimate picture of a servant. When we looked at Matthew 20, 28, he says, uh, just as the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve. So just as, just as I did it this way, right? This is how you, so I'm the model that you're supposed to follow. And so what we did was we said, Hey, let's look at some aspects of what did Jesus and his serving model look like? What are some aspects that, that, that he lived out so that we can compare ourselves to him? So I don't care what teams you serve. And I don't care if you can check the box and be like, yeah, I do this. So I obviously serve and I'm great. It's like, awesome. But the Lord wants you to grow in that. So the person who hopefully the way that you're serving looks today 10 years from now, you can say, oh, I look more like Jesus, even if you're still serving on one or two teams, right? Maybe you're not taking on more and more. It's just you're looking more and more like him. You feel me? Yeah. So um, for those of us who who were not here, I'm going to challenge you, Devin. Are you ready? This is like rapid fire. Not really. But can you list for us any, it doesn't have to be all. I understand five can be a lot, especially a couple days later. Any of the aspects we said, we said, this is, these are the aspects, the traits of being a Christ centered servant. Do you remember any of the five? I don't know about all, but let me rest. Yes. Hungry for the Lord. Yes. Humble. Yes. Um, I think, I think that's all I remember. Three out of five, which isn't bad, except if this were a real test. It's like failed. a D. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we said, I'll, you ready? We said uh, a Christ-like servant is hungry for God. So hungry for the Lord. You said that, right? So it's somebody who they're not serving because it's an obligation, but they have a genuine hunger for the Lord. They want to grow. They love him. They want to worship him. And that's the impetus. That's the starting point for their serving. We said otherwise, after a certain amount of time, your serving is probably just going to become about you, right? What other people think about you? You want people to think you're great or you stop serving because you just don't feel like it anymore or it's just not convenient. Um, so we said, has a heart for God or hungry for God. Um, they're trustworthy. That was when you missed. Yeah. Uh, so someone who we just said, they do what they say they're going to do, right? When they agree to something, they follow through with it. Uh, humble is one that you said. So it's somebody who is teachable. They don't act like they know everything. You can't tell them nothing, but they're willing to grow. And by that, means that they're willing to have people come alongside them and correct them. Uh, someone who takes ownership over what they do. So we said it's not someone who's looking around and assuming, oh, when when I'm in a church of 200 people and someone asks me, or and I hear an announcement about a serving opportunity, the person who takes ownership doesn't go, oh, somebody else will do it, right? Oh, they'll have enough people, I'm sure it's fine. But you take ownership of that opportunity and say, God, am I that someone, right? Regardless of who says yes and who says no, I'm taking ownership of this opportunity. And then the last one you said was um, a Christ-centered servant is someone who knows how to rest. So it's kind of like... Uh, like how to get that sleep, you know? Yeah, well, more than that, um, which is funny because the Lord has been putting a lot on my heart about rest recently. But yeah, it's someone who knows when to stop serving, when to stop doing and when to, right, when to stop being a Martha and when to be a Mary, when to stop cooking and da-da-da-da-da and when to just sit at the feet of Jesus and enjoy. So those were the five. So... In the context that we're in, right, our ministry is young adults, so 18 to 30 years old. Which of those things, heart for God, trustworthy, humble, ownership, and rest, 
which of those things do you think the average 18 to 30 year old, whether they're a part of our Eli family or not, which, which of those things do you feel like our kind of millennial generation Z groups tend to struggle the most with and why? Heart for God. Really? Because? They're in the outside world. So, like, they're easily distracted by, like, social media and things and, like, trends. Yeah. But what about the, like, I think that makes sense. If you're saying someone who's 18 to 30 and just isn't saved, well, yeah, so they don't have that foundation. But let's take it a step further. Let's say someone is does have a relationship with God. They So, now, now maybe you would still say they can have a relationship with God and still not have that heart for him. So, maybe that's not what you're saying, but... Um, so let's say, let's assume that these are Christian people we're talking about. What do you think our age group struggles the most with? That's hard. I don't probably humbleness. They probably think they know everything. They, you, you say they, how old are you, Devin? 21. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm humble. Okay. I mean, I think you're we, teaching me stuff. That's true. That's true. Why, why, like, give some examples of, like, what, what, what makes you pick humility out of the rest? To, what, what makes you kind of highlight that one? I don't know. I know a lot of people that think they're, they're the stuff, you know, they're headstrong. Yeah. In reality, they're just not, not up to par. Do you feel like the Gen Z and millennial generation, this is your, just your personal opinion, doesn't have to be, like, backed up by research and statistics and surveys, but... Do you feel like our generations struggle more with humility than the ones that have come before us? No. No. So you think no. it's just general in general? I think it's just that that age range that you're in. Okay. Like once you hit 18, you're like, yeah, I'm grown now, da 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 da. Ah. And so then you, okay. You throw the Lord in there, you start learning about Him, and then you like, yeah, nobody can touch me now. Okay. So you're saying it's not even so much a ge- like it's not so much a a generation thing as much as it's just an age thing. Yeah. So the boomers and the you know the Generation X, like even when they were our age, they probably felt the same way. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I, th- I think I could agree with that in the sense of I do think that that is a, a tough stage of life where, um, you're kind of pushed to be an adult and you want to feel like an adult. And it can feel like um, someone correcting you or someone that you're not telling doing someone telling you you're not doing something right uh, can almost I think attack that feeling of you're not a real grown up. Does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like in that age range you're either really lost or you're just like really headstrong. You think you know everything. At the end of the day, like you're just there. You know, just where. Living life, living like Larry. <laughs> you, so you, so you feel like most people are either really like have it together, or really, really lost, or really headstrong. That's those are your two options. Yeah, really lost, like spiritually, as a person. Like, you just got out of high school. Do I want to go to college? I'm in college. What do I want to pursue? Oh, so like decisions. Yeah, I'm lost talking about lost decisions. as a person. Yeah. yeah, but I wasn't sure if you were saying like because I'm talking about that age range. Yeah, you know, so you lost, either be yeah. this or that. Lost because you there's so many options for like what comes next, and it feels like if I don't get this one decision right, I've I've struggled with that. Right, this is a big decision. This decision is going to impact every other decision that I make for the rest of my life. Right? right. So people are really lost, or you said really headstrong. Yeah. What does that look like? Well, crash and plane. What? <laughs> a crash and plane. Like they're they're so bent on one thing 
that they don't see the outside thing. Okay. And they just crash. So like tunnel vision. Yeah. Okay. So like, yeah. So you're saying either it's like so many this options. This way or that no it's, way. Yeah. Okay. It's either people who are lost, like so many options that it's crippling or so focused on this is it. I'm going to do this and I'm right. going to be this and it. And there's only one way and blah, 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 that it's like you can't take the blinders off. Right. Okay. I feel that if, if when I was thinking about it before, um, I think that probably if you were to ask me which do do I feel like our generations tend to struggle the most with, I would probably say, and again, this is assuming that someone is saved, right? If they're not saved, they're not going to have a heart for God. But um, I would say I, I really do think that trustworthiness factor, right? I do think that it people our age, like in that age range, do really struggle to commit. Like I think. I do feel like our generations more than other ones before us are like those commitment phobes. You know what I mean? Yes, yeah, I, I could see that. But I feel like in this church, we got some solid people. Yeah, and I think I think that's the beauty of it is in every church, you're going to have people who are really awesome and people who you're like, come on, be let's 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 learn a little bit more like Jesus. But yeah. um, it's funny. I, I, I said it in service, but when I asked, hey, what do you think it means to be trustworthy? The two hands that went up the fastest were Madison and Abigail because they've been on the end of being burned by people that they wanted to trust and did trust and then have it not fall through or have it not work out. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say? Cause I do feel like our generations get beat up a lot, right? People are like the millennials, they, this and the Gen Z, they, that blah, blah, blah. We don't pay attention. We're flaky. Da, 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 da. Okay. What would you say when it comes to like, serving or when you when it comes to like being a part of a team or anything like that even if it's not within a church or even just in general what do you feel like are some of the unique strengths of our generation like yes i do think that we struggle with commitment right we don't always follow through with what we say but what do you think in your opinion are some strengths that like our generations have different point of view like more creative more creative ideas yeah yeah and what I feel like, like in what we're way? thinkers and creators Ooh, influencers. Yes. How do you think, but like, how would that, why would, in your opinion, why would that make someone like, this is a great person to have on your team? You need a great thinker on every team. Yeah? Yeah. But I mean, like. Who's going to come up with the idea? Who's going to tell you that this is not the right way to do it and you should do it this way? Uh, I tell you what, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of millennials and Gen Z's that are love to tell people that we're doing stuff wrong. You know what I mean? Mm. But, okay, but I'll push back. You look at, you know, CEOs and Fortune 500, blah, 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 blah. People at the top oftentimes are older people, right? So thinkers, right? Yeah. Who are they hiring, though? Like Google. Okay. All right. You got to think. So they're Big think- companies, Apple, young okay. people. All right. Fair point. I would say um, I think that our generations are like we have a really strong ability to learn because we grew up in like a time when so much was changing and I I say that specifically with like technology that like I've had I've had experiences of trying to like train very intelligent people um, and trying to help people understand different things about a program or a software or a blah 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 how to do different things and it's I've seen it like people just like they're like they just can't process it they're like what 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 like I'll pick on my own dad he'll be like I'm trying to show him something super basic and he'll be like, like, if it's on the TV, I'm like, all right, go to this program. And he'll be like, okay, like, how do I make it go? I'm like, 
in my mind, I want to be like, I don't know. What do you think? Like the button that says, okay, you know, or like the green button, you know, I feel like there's a sense of like intuition that we've developed and like an ability to learn. So like, I remember one time I was grabbing Chipotle, um, after working out, this is back when I was more on my workout schedule, but, and it was like raining, it was cold. And the person who had parked next to me, it was a guy and a girl. Actually, it was super lame because the guy was just sitting in the car, but the girl was, she had the hood of her car popped open and she was like watching a YouTube video and I could tell she had one of those like portable battery chargers on it. Yeah. So, um, I think this is a great example of like, I feel like certain people of generations above us would be like, back in my day, I would know how to like jump a car, right? And so she was using the YouTube video because she had never done her charger before. Like she didn't know how to do it, right? So like, yeah, people back in the day probably do just have that knowledge. But guess what? She wasn't running around like a chicken with her head cut off because she knew even if I don't know something, there's information out there and I can get it, right? So yeah. I'm I'm kind, so I just offered the girl a jump, right? Again, her boyfriend was just sitting in the car. I'm like, I even made him get out. I was like, nah, you're going to put the things on because I'm not going to get electrocuted out here in the rain. Like, do some work. But um, I feel like that's a good example of, I think we're a generation that knows that an answer is out there or our two generations both share that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So then last question for you. Um, we talked about the five traits of, when we say we want to serve, we want to serve like Jesus. We want to be, we want to have a heart for God. We want to be trustworthy, humble. We want to take ownership and we want to be people who practice rest. If there was one trait, and I didn't make that list to be like, these are the only five, but like five strong ones. If there was one trait that you would add to that list of when it comes to serving like Jesus, what would you add? And you mean add to a light. Like, like I said, you, you want to be trustworthy, humble, ownership, you know, practice good rest. And what's another one? Like, what would you say? Probably being like relentless, like Ooh. never, never let something make you back down. Like, just keep pushing forward. Gotcha. OK, why why would you add that one? Why do you feel like, oh, man, Jesus did that and that's something we should do? I'm pretty sure you said it on Thursday. Like. Jesus was a human and like people hated him. Yeah. People loved people, him. People loved him. But. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you want to serve, like, Jesus, people are going to shut you down. Like, say you're at, like, City B praying for people. There's going to be people that are going to be angry at you and yelling at you. Yeah. And then there's going to be people that are going to be open-armed. But if you're not relentless, you're going to stop at that guy yeah. that's yelling at you, and you're going to go home. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to save the guy that's next to him that's ready, open-arms. Right. So, it's like, yeah, if you, you got to be willing to to take kind of take it on the chin sometimes yeah yeah like gotta be strong yeah and i yeah i think i remember what you're saying on thursday i just said like yeah like we if we want to if we want to serve like jesus served that was like the entire premise then we should not be surprised if we get treated how jesus was treated right right people love jesus and appreciated him and people love and appreciate being served and then other times they tried to kill him now, I yeah. haven't had anybody try to kill me for being served, and that's just the privilege that I enjoy. But honestly, there are people that that's not true for. So, okay. So, relentless, being resilient. I love that. Um, I actually don't think I – I think I was going to try and think of one, but I'm like, I thought of the other five, so I don't feel – I don't feel pressure on that. Come on, just one more. Just one more? Oh, okay, okay. Okay, this is – I think you I think you could tie it into – 
being humble, but I'll just say it as a separate one. I think having a, a sense of honor. I think that um, if you're serving, when we think about honoring the people that we serve alongside and the people that we serve under, so if we're serving on a team and that team has a leader, right? When you have a sense of honor, I think that that will affect how you serve and what that looks like. So even certain things like having a sense of honor means that if I'm frustrated, that I'm not going to go so dissension into the team. and be, Like if you're my team leader, right? If I honor you and you do something to upset me, I'm not going to go turn to my teammates and be like, oh man, Devin is always blah, blah, blah. Devin is always blah, blah, blah. He's this and he's that. I could do it better. Ooh, right? If I if I were Devin, I would do this. Um, and that's a really slippery slope that is really easy to fall into. But it's like, okay, I'm going to honor you as my leader. And so if you upset me, I'm, I'm going to talk to you. And rather than spreading that, I'm going to resolve that with you or even my teammates, right? Honoring them in the sense of, and again, it ties into being trustworthy. If you're relying on me to get something done, I'm going to honor you by doing it, but I'm going to do it to the best of my ability, right? I'm going to put forth the same effort to you that you would want to me. Um, or even things like, hey, if if I've had this happen on teams before, if you're my teammate, I'm going to honor you by like not not doing your job and i've 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 overstepped before and i've like i've had to admit that I before can see that. oh shut it um of like hey i don't want to be so zealous about what we're doing that i'm not honoring you and then i do your job because i'm just so like wanting it to be good or whatever does that make sense yeah so yeah that would be the one that, that i had one. that i respect thank you for your for honoring me gotta honor those there you go well i think that's a good stopping point for us today so we've got um just some practical ways that i believe that we can continue to serve and continue to grow a servant remembering that it's not about like did i check that box do i have to not feel bad about serving it's hey if i do serve i want to grow literally till the day i die in being more and more like jesus so uh, again just a reminder tomorrow night Oh, no, tonight, tonight, combined service, 7 p.m. in the main sanctuary. It's going to be great. Um, I will actually not be there because uh, at the time of this recording is Monday, but uh, Tuesday I will be – or no, Wednesday I'll be flying to St. Louis for my sister's graduation. Super proud of her. Congrats to her. Yes, yeah, so, uh, but I believe you guys can hold down the fort without me. So no Thursday service. Next week, no Thursday, but we are meeting to serve for the outdoor movie night, and I appreciate you guys in advance for helping out with that. Yeah. All is right. there anything, like, we're supposed to wear Friday? Ooh, like that's a good thought. Let's think about that. I'm thinking uh, we don't want to we don't want to do the pink again, right? No pink, no if pink. People be like, "Do you wash your clothes?" Right? Maybe if there's like a black shirt we can all wear, or I'll ask Denitra if she has a preference. I got you. But maybe she would be like, "No, nah, I just want everybody to look normal since we're just trying to connect with people in our community." Okay. Yeah. All Sounds right. good. We'll catch you guys next week. Love you so much. Thanks for listening. Peace. <laughs>